flying. Welcome, everybody, to FYC Film Review. I'm your host, Gagne. With me, as always, my partner in crime. Uh, Ronaldo, what's up, buddy? How's it hey, going? Hey, man. Welcome back. I feel like we've been gone for so long, but it, it really hasn't been that long. Yeah, I thought that, too. I felt like we took a break, but we really didn't take a break. I think we've just been really busy, so it feels like we haven't gotten, gotten back to this. Yeah, and we both took vacations where, you know, we kind of got away but didn't get away. You know, however a vacation looks, it's not working, I guess. I don't think so. Yeah. So, but we're back. So I feel like we're back. So that's good. We're back. We're back. It's like (laughs) that, you know, after New Year hangover, ready to, you know, jump back in the saddle. It's snowing. I can't go anywhere. You know. Hey, at least we're not in Texas. So it's true. All our fans in Texas, we feel for you. Um, Speaking of cold water. I like it. um, I like where you're going with this. today. Yeah. A treat in that it's a three-hour movie. And we love those. <laughs> a treat yeah. in that uh, we have talked about this many, many times. And I think Ronaldo wants to fight me if I say anything horrible about this movie. But what do we have today? We finally, finally are doing the 11 Oscar-winning movie, Titanic, 1997, directed by James Cameron. And I am excited because we're going to finally put our debate to rest where we go back and forth and we talk about this movie and i give chris a hard time so we're finally finally going to to get chris's real rating on this movie so i'm excited titanic three hours here we go three hours yes it was a um felt every bit of three hours to me (laughs) i'm just gonna no it's it's a it's a marvel. I, I don't know how to to describe it. Like at the time, especially, it, it, it was the biggest movie ever made. So you already threw a fun fact out with the eleven Oscar nom or the eleven wins, but eleven winning. It was like yeah. nominated for like fourteen. It was a two hundred million dollar production, which at the time was the most expensive movie ever. Just you know, everything of a spectacle that you could think of. I think some of the special effects now are kind of noticeable. Um, obviously they've gotten so much better between, you know, 97 and where, you know, 2011, 2021. Oh my God. Where are we now? <laughs> 2021. My <laughs> yeah. Friend. Leave that in. I, I messed up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here it is. Um, but it's good. It's young Leo. It's young Kate. It's, you know, Celine Dion's heart will go on. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question. Did you see this movie in the theater? I did not. Oh, um, I missed tried. out. I did. I did. And, you know, I not not that I don't appreciate the movie. I would have loved to see it in theaters, but I swear every time it, I had an opportunity, it was sold out. And we worked at the theater during this time and we just couldn't get in to use our passes because it was sold out. It was it spent 15 weeks, I think, at, at number one in the box office. It's just, it just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. How did I see it? And you didn't see it then. I, I more free time. I, I don't know. I, was much. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I just, I didn't get to see in theater. So the first time I saw it was on VHS and uh, I remember liking the second VHS a lot more because it's more action packed and less dialogue driven, but uh, two VHS, you had to actually change the tape. People couldn't just start it from your smart TV. You're dating yourself, my That's friend. That's fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to date it, man. I, I need to date it. It's you know just so funny how far we've come in just a short time. Sure. Uh, one of the first things I noticed, of course, is because this is what I do, and was the score. And yep. I realized that it was scored by none other than the legend James Horner, who is no longer with us anymore. He passed away in hmm. 2000 and 
2005 or 2015. I don't remember, but he's, he's no longer alive. And, uh, and here's the first fun fact for you. James Cameron actually wanted Enya to compose the score. And really? yeah, and oh, Enya, ref Enya refused it. So he got James Horner. And you'll notice throughout the movie, there's a chanting, there's a me melody uh, from, the, from the music, from the score that you kind of hear it. And it's actually done by an artist called Sizzle. So mm -hmm. it's not Celine Dion. If people are thinking it's Celine Dion who does that, that's not Celine Dion. It's Sizzle. Interesting. So fun fact number that's, one, right? That's off the a bat. great fun fact. You know, it's funny. The score does have a little bit of a an Enya vibe to it when you mm -hmm. hear that. So I, I I can see what he wanted, and yeah, Horner gave it to him, and it's it's good. It's really really good. It's a great. Bit, it's a bit repetitive towards the end, but like they they start that that Titanic theme. They stretch out in a lot of parts so i still like it but not my favorite I do too i i love it i think i think it's it won. so memorable it, it was it won best score right so and best yeah. song and like everything <laughs> but actor and actress they were not happy with leo and kate that's okay i mean they were they were so young when this movie came out right i mean yeah, they had to be 21 and he was 20 there you go Christmas. yeah so when they were filming they were probably even younger i mean it's it was like a two-year production so uh bill paxton I love uh, my Bill Paxton, who's also uh, no longer alive. Bill Paxton played the captain of the ship that was doing the dive to search for the heart of the sea diamond. Bill Paxton. Great. He's in like every Jim Cameron movie, right? Like, yeah, he is. I mean, yeah. I, I can't. It's been a, there's at least half a dozen films that I know for a fact he's James Cameron's guy. Like, and he just from Terminator to Aliens to this to True, True Lies, Lies yeah. you know, um, We'll, we'll get back to Mr. Paxton, but uh, I, yeah, he's, he's great. And it's uh, interesting how like Cameron fell in love with like the Titanic in general. Like he made documentary about it. He like, he just, they actually got real footage. Like they, they yeah. show you in the beginning of the movie and stuff is actual footage. And um, his, here's another fun fact. His brother was the one who actually created this specific Panavision camera that could handle depths to go down and do these films. So I love it. Love it. Such a good director. James Cameron oh, yeah. is such a great director. He's so smart and he's always finding new ways to use new technology in his movies and it works out. He's a, he's a great director, in my opinion. One of the best directors of, of our time, my oh, opinion. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, how do you argue with it? Even, you know, he does something like this, big of a, you know, this big of a spectacle. It was number one forever. Yeah. He just outdid himself by making another big spectacle film in Avatar and you know, that took over the number one spot in the box office. I mean, he just, he knows how to make films, you know, he regardless does. of how you feel about the love story or the length of the movie or when it, you know, any of that, like this movie is a good movie. He knows how to make movies. Um, but I remember seeing this movie. I remember seeing this movie in the theater and this was the time, this was after Romeo and Juliet came out when it was all about Leo Leo. And I recall being kind of in the back row, and I just remember all the the, the young gals screaming "Leo, Leo!" <laughs> because it was all about him. And I, I got, I get it. I understood why he was so big in the mid '90s. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there, and this I think just you know caused the Titanic rise. Uh, the hey, top. hey, uh, there's this uh, pun. There's a hey, pun right there. Hey. hey. Yeah, why wait till the end? Um, there's so many to use in this this go around. Uh, yeah, he. I mean, he's not bad. Like I, I know a lot of people like 
knocked him, but I, I think that's more like the script. They're both good in this. Like there's some overacting in some parts, but all in all, like it, it it's done well. It holds up. They're good. I think, you know, it's, there's, there's a reason it got nominated and it did so well. Yeah. I, I, I do want to call out the overacting on, <laughs> on, especially on the, on Leo, um, oh. because I, I felt like, I, th- I think he was, tr- seemed like he was trying so hard to deliver certain lines. And I'm not saying he's a bad actor. He's a great actor. It's just for me in this movie, Leo wasn't that great. Just me, my opinion. Um, there was a lot of overacting the way he delivered his lines. Like, oh, don't ever let go, Rose. Don't ever let go. I just thought it was a little too much for me. But then again, I wasn't a fan of Romeo and Juliet. But then again, I wasn't a 14-year-old girl. So <laughs> never mind. Screw what I just said. <laughs> See that? No, you have a point. But again, I think that's more like, to the to the script writing like i just think there's some parts that aren't written very well like yeah their love story is kind of hard to believe because they meet and like a day later he's like i know you rose and you know one day that fire is gonna go out and you're like (laughs) what yeah like didn't you meet yesterday like Mm -hmm. you know that she was suicidal and you helped her and now you guys kind of have this kindred spirit thing but like you don't know anything man and like she's got a dude and you're trying to move in on him Ooh, ooh. So, Leo, um, so um, character. <laughs> he was the bad guy, not how, <laughs> not Cal. Um, but she was, she was tortured, man. She came up from this wealthy, oh, she was wealthy, I think. Then I yeah. think they talked about her, her father dying and they left him just a bunch of debt. So she was kind of raised in the upper class and she, I, she probably felt like she was trapped in the world that she didn't belong. And that's why she, uh, Leo really, um, captured her heart eh? (laughs) and you know that she wanted to be that she wanted to be to experience something different than just the snobby rich upper class okay Uh, damn i i read somewhere that the most expensive uh room for that trip would have been you know something around the equivalent of seventy five thousand dollars today so it's a it's palace on on the water on the rms titanic billy zane what do you think of billy zane I love him. Yeah, he was pretty good. He's so good as Cal. Like you just, from everything from the way his hair flops in his face when he's getting angry that you just want to just just grab the guy and and shake him. He's such a good bad guy. He's so Yeah, he's so arrogant and very, I don't don't know. Like part of me wanted to like him a little bit and understand what he was going through. But then it's like, he just, he turns into this villain and it's like, I can't, I can't, dude. I can't sympathize with you so much. But it, I mean, that's all he knew. He only came up from the upper class and he was, he was arrogant. He was an arrogant prick who um, didn't really care about anybody but himself. So I tried to find the good in him and I couldn't, I'm sorry. Cal. I couldn't <laughs> there's, do it. There's no good in him. You don't need to find good in him. I love that. He just goes from this arrogant, you know, prick to murderous, like, I don't care. I'm vengeful and we're going to die anyway. So I'm going to chase you guys down in, in the middle of this sinking ship and start shooting at everybody. Which which I didn't get because Rose didn't even love him right off the bat. It was so obvious that she didn't love him, but it was like, you're mine. You're going to be mine. Why would somebody want to be with somebody who didn't want to be with you? She spat in his face. Yeah. So, I mean, I heard that okay. was ad-libbed by, by Kate. Was it? I heard. I heard. I, yeah, you know, I was on set. I, uh, I, it did was a, James Cameron call you and tell yeah. you that, Chris? Okay, I cool. reached out and yeah, his people returned my calls. Yes. Nice. Uh, yeah. Like Anyhow. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting. Hmm. Okay. That's fine. Uh, I'm flying. I'm flying, Jack. Didn't care for that scene. 
Yeah. So, so that scene, I mean, I feel like it's probably the appropriate time to say that is that your worst line of the the movie? No, but it's such a memorable moment that I wanted to call it out. But shoot, if we're already there, let's do it. I think we're there. Okay. <laughs> let's do it. All right. So that that is I, I, that's a good one. That's actually a really good one. I almost think it might be better because I don't like that scene either. I also don't really like the King of the World scene. Um, it's yeah, iconic. but but you do it though, right? When you get on a boat, you you go, "I'm the king of." No. You don't do it. Neither do no, I. I'm just kidding. I don't do no, it. Not anymore. I don't do it. <laughs> not anymore. Maybe you know. <laughs> okay. I also don't you know slow motion my movements like Neo in the Matrix anymore. So you know. okay. Well, you, okay. <laughs> Honestly, like five minutes into the movie, Bill Paxton for me delivers the worst line because honestly the the movie gets is good it, it, you know i can't find a lot of nitpicking for dialogue but he when he's talking about you know the, when he's filming himself and he's very like cheesy with how he's delivering his lines yeah I, the character he plays i just didn't like it and when he's doing the documentary and he's talking about the nine inches class he's like when this baby you know if this baby goes it's two nanoseconds and we're done and it was just like what these windows are nine inches thick, and if they go, it's sayonara in two microseconds. Like, oh, okay. God, his, he's so over the top in the beginning, and then he settles into a better character. But. Interesting. Bill Paxton, huh? Mm-hmm. Bill Paxton. That line was just laughable, and I wasn't even into the movie yet, and so for me, worst line. Wow, that's that's not good if you could already find a bad line right off the bat. <laughs> I was worried. That's, I was. Uh, that's not good. Um, okay, my my line was delivered by Leonardo DiCaprio, a.k.a. Jack. Jack uh, Dawson. It was when they were running away from Hoxley, Cal's henchman. And it's right before they get in the car and they have their sweaty love moment. Yes! They're running away and they're running through all these rooms and they run through the boiler room. They run through the boiler room and Leonardo, he... Leonardo, Leo, he's he tells all the workers there, this is what, as he's running, carry on, don't mind us, you're doing a great job. Carry on, don't mind us, you're doing a great job, keep up the good work. I hated that line. I hated that line. I turned to my wife and I said, that's it right there. That's it. It sucks. So, again, overacting. I just, <laughs> I don't. Uh. That's the story of this movie for you, Leo and overacting. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, that's it. Mine's the uh, tale of two films. Like, I don't need the love story in the first half of the film. I want the second half of the film. It's a technical marvel. It's emotional. It's deep. I don't know that I need. I didn't. I didn't. Their love story is not important to me. That two thousand people that had to go through this tragedy was so. Yeah, but I think you need the love story as much as I really enjoy the second half when the iceberg hits. Right, that when before yeah. everything happens. I think you need it. I think you need to develop that relationship. And I, I can appreciate the love story. I just can't appreciate the fact that it takes three hours and 17 minutes to tell the story. Yeah. It's a whirlwind romance of a weekend for, yeah. for Rose. Yeah. I mean, she finds, yeah, like you said, it's a whirlwind and she finds herself in a matter of two days. She finds who she really is in a matter of two days. So yeah. I, I mean, at max three, like, right. It was a seven day journey. And I think it, was half about halfway through when when they got hit yeah. by the iceberg i don't know but here's a fun fact everybody <laughs> the titanic sank a day before chris's birthday so his birthday is april 14th the titanic sank on april 15th fun fact people 
Fun fact. Yeah. And 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 my friend, I got to be honest with you, that is how I remember your birthday. Oh, that's awesome. I, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. My birthday is associated with also, I think, Lincoln's assassination. So you are you I, are a good luck charm to the I, world, my friend. Ever since it's been smooth sailing for April 14th, they dare you <laughs> find a bad date or a bad thing that happened that day. It's okay. Watch people are going to start finding know, a bunch right. of crap. Thumbs <laughs> down, thumbs down, thumbs down. <laughs> You're so screwed. <laughs> um. Uh, what else? What else do you want to call out? Okay, so I was going to say that I actually enjoy the artist scene. It's a, a scene where it actually feels like they're connecting a little bit more. Um, I just wanted to throw the fun fact out that that's actually James Cameron's hand that is sketching and not Leonardo DiCaprio's. Um, so Very good. Had to throw Very that. good. And I found out that he is actually a lefty. And so they had to transpose the, the shot in order for it to look like it was right-handed because that's what Leo was doing every time he was looking intently. Just to add to that, I think it's sold for like sixteen thousand dollars. Really, something like that. Oh, yeah, I can see so, that. And I agree with that scene. It's done classy. It's it's not very. Um, it's not so gratuitous. Where it's 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 done pretty classy. I thought so. Yeah. You know, uh, Kate Winslet was um, tried to break the ice quickly knowing that she was going to have to do that scene with him. And so she flashed Leonardo DiCaprio on the first <laughs> and she met him so that they could just get that out of the way. Get out of the way. Yep. That's it. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. So we cool. say hello in Britain. Hello. <laughs> hello, governor. <laughs> just wanted to do that. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, did you cry in this movie or did you even, was there any type of emotion for you in it? No, and I can't say that I never did. I've seen this movie plenty of times now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this time around, no. This time around, I was actually more fascinated with like the story in general. Like we forget sometimes because it's it's a Hollywood production and it's, you know, over dramatized and, and, you know, this whirlwind romance at the beginning of the film. But like, this was a serious event, like a major event. And it's heartbreaking like yeah. to think about all the people that perished in this for for foolishness, you know, for lack of, preparedness and for all these these reasons and you're just like ugh, like it's, it's kind of gut-wrenching in that sense where you start looking at it and watching you know the finer details and realizing that like this was really going on like this this happened to people like that's very traumatic and and unfortunate and i just i can't imagine living through it and being somebody who survived it and remembering that like that's a nightmare like yeah if it's anything close to what the second half of the film is it's a nightmare yeah, fifteen hundred people. About fifteen hundred people died because because they didn't want to fill. They didn't want the the top of the deck to look clutter because they didn't fill it up. They with wanted to be fast. Bulbs. They it's wanted to be like it's never going to sink. It's yeah, sink. never going to sink. It's never going to go down. We're not. You, there's no need for this stuff. Yeah, unfortunate. For me, I think there's there wasn't a whole lot of motion for me. Like there was in Armageddon. Shout out to Armageddon. Always, always, but. I mean, the, there was a scene there where this this older man and this older lady are hugging and they're in bed, and I, they kind of know that there's that's their demise that they're gonna die together. Um, the the mother reading, putting her kids to bed, you know, having them fall asleep because you know they're not gonna be saved. Uh, so there's those moments, but for some reason, it just it wasn't gut wrenching for me. Yeah, it's and again, I feel like it's two different movies. It's a romance in the beginning. And then in the second half, it's a, a survival film. You know, it's a disaster survival film where, you know, you're hoping that Jack and Rose are going to make it out. And you're hoping all these people are going to make it out. And you're just wondering, how is it going to work? Because, you know, you know, they've set it up. There's not enough light boats. And then they're 
there's chaos and they weren't prepared. And so, yeah, it's it, like, it's tense in that regard. Now that you know what's coming, it's, you know, becomes more of a looking at the details of, I, I start to look up like how they did this stuff because it's a pretty impressive feat to be shooting something like this. They had a giant water tank to do these scenes. Like yeah. just, you know, having to like flood sets with amount of waters to, you know, show what you know it'd be like if you were sinking it's just there's a lot of cool stuff going on that when you're in the moment of the movie you're not thinking about now it's it's fun to catch those things can we talk about the this the music we know we talked about the scar but let's talk about celine dion for a little bit because in the night in 97 98 my heart will go on was everywhere you cannot get away from it it was the it was frozen's let it go it mm. was everywhere you could, or you turn on the radio, it was my heart will go on. And I'm not a big Celine Dion fan. I don't think she's bad. I think she's got a great voice. I'm just not a fan, a big fan. But I like this song and I think it was everywhere. And I don't care. I mean, it was overplayed and overplayed, but it was, I mean, it was good. It was good. So, yeah. And to think she didn't even want to do it. She, she didn't? Be, nope. She wanted, uh, she did not want to touch it. And her husband, convinced her and she did it and yeah one of the biggest songs i mean aerosmith tried with you know <laughs> with uh again but it was good it was really good it was, it's yeah it's good still but it wasn't this i mean people's yeah. proms were you know my heart will go on and it was you know the just it was everywhere everywhere yeah. so i had the soundtrack did you have the soundtrack I did. I did have the soundtrack, which was, it was, it was more of, it was like a score and then her right. song, right? It was, song, that yeah. was the only song at the end. Was your prom uh, a Titanic prom? No, I think somebody's definitely oh. was, you know, at some point, but I remember seeing that, but no, not ours, but I do remember. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I can't remember my prom. I don't, I don't think it was Titanic, but that would have been pretty cool. Anyways, uh, we're getting off track here. Right. <laughs> um, Kathy Bates. We haven't talked about Kathy Bates. Molly like MVP of the movie. She's great. She I love, I love a Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. Great. That I feel like has to be like that unsinkable Molly Brown has to be like the correlation or the connection to, to uh, her boss character in the office. I'm trying to make Joe right for, for Saber, like Saber. very like authoritative and quick wit and like, doesn't take any crap. Um, yeah. It, it just reminded me of that when watching this again. And I was like, ah, oh, she's so good. She's great. Kathy Bates. You're great. Kathy Bates. You might have okay. to do uh, uh, Oh my God. I'm drawing a blank misery Not at some point. Misery. Yeah. Okay. It's All a good right. one. It is a scary one. She's um, incredible. She was good one. in fried green tomatoes. That was a good yes. one too. Yes, and about Schmidt with Jack Nicholson, she was fantastic as well. All right, we're getting off track here. We're getting <laughs> Kathy. Shout Bates. out to Kathy Bates. Yes, Kathy Bates. We, we have decided we maybe maybe Mount Rushmore. We'll see. Maybe Mount Rushmore, Kathy Bates. I was thinking Bill Paxton as well. Ooh, so that's a good one. Our Mount Rushmore is not held to any number of people. We're just going to put however many people out there we want. That's true. Very true. The second half of the movie, while technically beautiful, again is like here's the script is just my problem with this movie. That's that my biggest complaint. The second half of the movie, and I know that like these are people that are looking for each other and and you know trying to get each other's attention in chaos, but it's a lot of Jack and Rose back and forth. Like that's the dialogue. Jack says Rose. Rose says Jack. And it's like I just imagine the script if I was the Jack yells Rose. Rose whimpers Jack. Like it's just an hour of that and there's even like a youtube at some point that does a counter for how many times jack said in the movie because it's just like jack 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 oh. you're welcome 
I like the band. I really like the band. Oh. There's there's something there's something really cool about the band and how they write the scene where they're they play their last song and they're walking away. And then I don't know, I think it's the vinyl Linus that he comes back and he starts playing and all his members come back and they just start playing with him together. It was it's a really neat moment, I thought. So and I don't know if that really I don't know if that really happened or not, it but uh, it did. Okay, it, yeah. At least in you know, that specific, you know where they decide to stop playing and then they start playing again. I don't know that specific, but they were actually up on the deck playing music. Like we can't do anything else. So we're just going to, you know, try to keep the crowds calm. And, but yeah, that part, that's almost as touching as, you know, more touching than when Leo passes, you know, I, I think that yeah, you know, that's such a sweet sentimental moment that I loved it. Yeah. Good call out. Uh, Leo, the, the finale, I, I don't, there's, you know, there's, can't be any spoilers on this movie because I feel like no. the whole world has seen it. When he dies at the end and she lets him go, uh, I don't know, man. I, I <laughs> like I know it's sad, and I know it's sad. And you know, he saved her life, and then she goes, "I'll never let go," and then she lets him go, and that was it. And I, I, I don't know. I, it didn't, it didn't do it for me. I understand that he was trying to save her life again by keeping her on the raft. I've, I've always thought, what if he got on the raft or the doors? Well, I wonder if they would have both made it. There's, I, I, there's like a lot of internet theories when it comes to that, you know, like it, yeah. she was selfish and she could have shared. The, she was selfish. Yeah, she could have shared the table you know, or the, the door. The know? door. It yeah. looks like there's enough room on there. But yeah, like what would have happened at the end? Let's say they both survived. Then what? What would have they done? She would have gone and married him and and just traveled the world. Uh, I mean, they would have sold all the pictures that he would have drawn of her. She would have been famous. There you go. In Paris. Or played poker and won a lot of cruise ship tickets. Yeah. Or I don't know. Maybe she was a ballet dancer. (laughs) I don't know. Sorry. I'm going off tangent here. All right. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny because again, like, that part you know you're like at this point i mean everybody else except her was like dead in the water she she lived because she was partially out of the water i would have thought she would have been dead from hypothermia anyway but i like that like they kind of call out that she's like laying there accepting that she's gonna die and then like something snaps in her and she kind of hears jack's voice again to like you know just yeah survive keep going on and she jumps out of the water and you know grabs the the whistle cool um, I don't really have anything else with Titanic. So if you were ready to rate, let's, let's, we haven't decided what we're going to do for the rating. We didn't. I was, I had options like, you know, how many hearts of the ocean or uh, roses or jacks or uh, how about icebergs too much icebergs too soon Two on the nose. Oh my gosh. So what do you think? Icebergs? Uh, I think icebergs, icebergs. Uh, icebergs. Let's go with icebergs. So icebergs, we're going to rate this movie with icebergs. One out of five, five being the best, one being the worst. So because you kind of have a love and hate thing going with this, I'm going to let you go first. All right. I'm going to go three and a half icebergs, three and a half icebergs. Uh, I want to give it three, but it's just too technically sound. So I, like I said, I, I, if you're going to go like a letter grade, like the first half of the movie is a C to me and the second half is an A. And so this is like a B-ish plus movie, kind of, you know. Okay. I, I enjoy it for its technical marvel and how amazing a production it was to put on. Yeah. 
the script's just lacking for me. So I can't watch it all the time. It's just not something I can always turn on. If it's on, I'll pay attention for a little bit, but I don't really want to watch this all the time. Sure. Let, let me ask you a question. Would your rating have changed if you had seen this movie back in 1997 in the theater? Likely, because mm -hmm. I think you have that like emotional connection to that time and, yeah. and where you saw it and who you saw it with and seeing it for the first time and seeing it in theaters, like liking Independence Day a lot more because I saw it in theaters, but it's not really that kind of a movie. It's so, not. We're not right. talking about Independence Day. But that's the, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say is like, yeah. I think there would have been, you know, a little bit more love for this movie if I would have actually seen it in theaters. Gotcha. Which goes to show you that theaters aren't dead. So go catch that episode on Good FYC. Plug. Good plug. There, there you go. All right, my turn. I'm going to rate this movie. Um, I think it's a good movie. I think um, I think the director, I love the director. I think Jack and Rose are a little bit too much for me, uh, a little bit of over overacting. However, the score is great. The movie is, it's it flows pretty well. It's, it's long. I'm gonna go with four icebergs with this movie, four. It's, okay. it's, it won 11 Oscars for a reason, including best picture and best score. So, it's not a five, but it's a four, but I can totally understand if this movie is a five for people. This movie is why we go to the theaters. This yes. movie is why we pay good money to go sit in front of a big screen and watch this. This is why movies are made. And this movie is such a good movie because of that. And James Cameron, like I said before, he is one of the best directors that I, in my personal opinion, of our lifetime. So this is why we go to the movies, people. Titanic. I agree can't argue with it four three and a half i think it's solid man i think it's yeah. solid. like this movie it's a solid movie it still holds up i think three and a half is a little low i mean come at me. me i could go to three you know <laughs> oh my start gosh poking holes i think you I'm need to stop no just this day at three and a half don't don't go to three it's all right don't go to three it's time for the ship to sail man oh look, look at that there's yeah. this pun right there people and we will <laughs> make it to the next episode no icebergs ahead sounds um, good look forward to it thanks for joining us everybody we appreciate it let us know what you think let us know when the last time you watched titanic is and how much you love leo so i've been your host chris and with me as always ronaldo we'll see you guys later bye, bye.